0: From history and from the Word of God. Welcome to the Saybrook Meeting House, an audio production of Saybrook Ministries.
1: The Conversion of Andrew Fuller. One morning, I think in November 1769, I walked out by myself with an unusual load of guilt upon my conscience. The remembrance of my sin, not only on the past evening, but for a long time back, the breach of my vows and the shocking termination of my former hopes and affections, all uniting together, formed a burden which I knew not how to bear. The reproaches of a guilty conscience seemed like the gnawing worm of hell. I do not write in the language of exaggeration. I now know that the sense which I then had of the evil of sin and the wrath of God was very far short of the truth. But yet it seemed more than I was able to sustain. In reflecting upon my broken vows, I saw that God would be perfectly just in sending me to hell, and that to hell I must go unless I were saved of mere grace, and as it were, in spite of myself. I felt that even if God were to forgive me all my past sins, I should again destroy my soul, and that in less than a day's time. I never before knew what it was to feel myself an odious, lost sinner standing in need of both pardon and purification. I knew not what to do. I dared not promise improvement, for I saw such promises were self-deception. To hope for forgiveness in the course that I was in was the height of presumption. And to think of Christ, after having so basely abused his grace, seemed too much. So I had no refuge. As near as I can remember, I was like a man drowning, looking every way for help, or rather catching upon something by which he might save his life. I tried to find whether there were any hope in the divine mercy, any in the Savior of sinners but felt repulsed by the thought of mercy having been so basely abused already. In this state of mind, as I was moving slowly on, I thought of the resolution of Job. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. I paused and repeated the words over and over. Each repetition seemed to kindle a ray of hope mixed with a determination, if I might, to cast my perishing soul upon the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, to be both pardoned and purified, for I felt that I needed the one as much as the other. In this way, I continued more than an hour, weeping and supplicating mercy for the Savior's sake. My soul has it still in remembrance and is humbled in me. And as the eye of the mind was more and more fixed upon him, my guilt and fears were gradually and insensibly removed. I now found rest for my troubled soul. When I thought of my past life, I abhorred myself and repented as in dust and ashes. And when I thought of the gospel way of salvation, I drank it in as cold water is imbibed by a thirsty soul. My heart felt one with Christ and dead to every other object around me. From this time, my former wicked courses were forsaken. I had no manner of desire after them. They lost their influence upon me. To those evils, a glance at which before would have set my passions in a flame, I now felt no inclination. My soul, said I with joy and triumph, is as a weaned child. I now know, experientially, what it was to be dead to the world by the cross of Christ and to feel a habitual determination to devote my future life to God, my Savior.
0: Thank you for joining us this week at the Saybrook Meeting House. We hope you've been blessed by today's podcast. Saybrook Ministries' mission is to provide didactic and devotional content from the Christian faith delivered to the saints, recovered and refined by the Protestant Reformation. Be sure to visit saybrookministries.org for continually updated Christian content designed to inspire and invigorate our imagination and intellect. Join us next week for another journey to the Saybrook Meeting House. Until then, may God bless you.